I'm sure you've heard from somewhere along the line in your life, don't live in the past. And we're going to take that one step further today because I think sometimes when you just glance back in the rear view mirror and see how far you've come, you're reminded of just how much of a badass you are. Welcome back squad. I am so excited for this little mini episode and what I stumbled upon this week in my own findings having, you know, I feel like lately, especially here in Boston, we're remasked and so I'm teaching in a mask inside and it's a little wild and it feels really like a massive, a massive setback to the way I was feeling about a month ago. There's a very big difference from a sold out studio with people riding up and the energy's electric and everybody's smiling and singing and screaming to having something quite literally cover your face and all you can see are people's eyes. You're like, are we good? And I've been feeling pretty sad. Like it feels very sad. It feels not good to be doing what I love to do right now. And in a low moment, I found myself like, all right, let me go back and look at what I was doing a year ago. I don't know why that was. I was just like, let's just see where we were a year ago. Let's go see where I was last September. Where were we in this COVID mess last September? And I, so I kind of went on a little bit of a, a search, if you will. I was, I was on a little excavation and I was going through old journals and old notebooks and things like that. And I stumbled across a page in an old notebook from September, 2019. And it was a list of goals I wrote down. And this is why I stress this practice of writing things down and how I oftentimes say when you put a pen to paper, uh, magic happens. Power There is so much power behind getting the thoughts and the dreams and the goals and all the things you want so very badly in this life. And not just vanity metrics or tangible things, just like really all anything and everything. When you put things on paper, shit happens straight up. So I was having a particularly low moment and I went back into this journal from 2019 September. So two years ago. And the list of goals, I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, I've, I've done a bunch of those. And in that moment, I was like, hey, that's progress. Shit's happening. Even when you don't feel like the big things are happening, things are happening for you. Those small, tiny, incremental things, the behind the scenes work, it works. It works if you work it. And sometimes we just need to see, we need proof that what we're doing is putting us in the right direction. And I know that's super hard sometimes because there's also, it's a, it's a delicate ballet dance. I use that line a lot. It's a delicate ballet dance of staying in super, super high faith. Like 
I'm really faithful. I know this is going to work. I got this. I, I can do this, whatever. And also work like the skill of it, like the beating on the craft the, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep coming at it and I'm going to keep going at it because I know this is what I want. And I know this is what's meant for me. However, there are going to be, there are going to be times myself included, where this week I was like, you know, I just feel so shitty. I feel so down. Like, man, I can't believe this is happening again. And our mind takes us on that little, I call it the pony to the badlands. And sometimes we just need like the proof right in front of us that all the struggle, that all the crazy taxing work and hours logged, and staying up late, and getting there early, sometimes we just need a little glimmer of hope to keep us in the game. Just a little glimmer. And that's what my journal was for me this weekend. And I'm not saying I'm the best journaler. To be honest, when I really journal and brain dump, I find myself doing it in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Isn't that really interesting? I find myself journaling in really high points of massive success and huge goal-oriented, like really just getting after it. And then also in the lowest of lows when someone close to me passes away, be it a pet, a person, Anything like that, I find in the lowest of low moments, those are all in there. Bad breakups. Like I, as I as I paw through the pages a little bit, I'm noticing high highs, low lows, high highs, low lows. So that's my journal sequence. I've never been someone that has been graded it every day. I put in place for me, what works for me is five things I'm grateful for and then a list of things I'm going to make happen in the next 90 days and or when I'm get really wild I write the crazy dreams you know like see the Eiffel Tower and blah 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 like the wild lofty like the things I 100% want to make happen for myself but I know they're like those it's like your fantasy dreams I love those too and once in a while it's just fun to do that to shake it up I do that because I just don't want everything to be have to be so serious every day I tend to be a little bit serious in the pursuit of the things that set my soul on fire that's how I am I'm Virgo Enneagram 8 hello Virgos September, our month. So it really made me think about how sometimes glancing back can actually be a good thing. You know, you hear a lot of times, don't look back, you're not going that way. Don't look back, you're not going that way. And I know I've touched on this before, but I what I really mean it, and I, I heard it once recently on Ed Milet's podcast with Dabo Swinney, I think he's the coach. I, I think that's how you say his name. Sorry, he is 100% the coach of Clemson football. And the thing that really struck with me is when he made the analogy about how rare rear view mirrors are super small and the windshield is massive because you got to look forward. That's where you're going. That's where everything, all the goodness is in front of you and you can't live in the past and you can't look behind you and constantly be like coulda, shoulda, woulda or fantasize about what you may have had in the past or before or whatever. But I want to take that one step further. I feel like sometimes the rear view mirror is there for you to glance back and see how far you've come and to give yourself some grace and to give yourself some damn credit. I think we can be the biggest critics on ourselves and we can be the hardest on ourselves, harder than anybody else out there. Like the imprisonment of our own mind and the bad shit we say to ourselves is far worse than what anybody else would ever say to us, right? Think about that. 
Think about like any of the names or things people have called you. And I've certainly, certainly outdid them in my own mind. My own inner, inner mean girl put that shit to shame. They made anybody else look like Sesame Street. And so what I mean by the rear view mirror looking back is once in a while, very much like opening up the journal where I had the tangible proof to show me like, wow, you look how far you've come. Look at you, what you've achieved. Look at what your body can do. Look at what you've achieved. Look at this. Look at that. Although I had the tangible proof in front of me, which I think I, and I encourage everybody to write and put down the goals and have the little books and the journals and the daily practices, because it's fun to flip back and be like, wow, look at that. Remember when you wanted to run that half marathon so bad and you did it? Remember when you wanted to get that new apartment so bad and then you did it? Remember that when you wanted to save up all that money to buy that new car? Remember when you wanted to, remember when you hated that job and you wrote in the journal every day, I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to go on interviews. I'm going to do this thing. As great as it is to have all that tangible proof, because I think it can be like that, that spiritual two by four in the moment when you need it most, that life raft in those stormy sea that I myself needed so very badly this week. I also think that sometimes just sitting in it for a moment and really thinking about, okay, well, how look how far I've come. And sometimes that could just give you, that it, it could re-energize you in whatever position you're in. I'm assuming If you are looking for something to re-energize you, it might be in a past experience that makes you feel strong, that evokes joy, success, winning, heart of a champion, that spirit. I literally talk about this in a part of Wicked Fearless in my course, and it is called Heart of a Champion. And it's getting into the mental state, embodying The way you felt in a moment where you felt you were in massive achievement, where you hit a major milestone, a monumental goal, or something that in a moment you worked your butt off for and you felt really, really proud of yourself. Because even that is an energy shift. If you're feeling low or unaccomplished, or dare I say it's stuck, I can't tell you how oftentimes I hear people say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And I'm like, okay, well, how do we, let's, let's get out of that. Let's, the only way to get unstuck is to get moving, literally get moving. And if it requires you to sit and like take a little meditation and meditate on, all right, well, where have I been before? How do I get out of it before? How do I achieve this before? Or what happened before this that got me to this point and really start to piece out this roadmap kind of like a treasure hunt you know like you start to like the the map starts to piece together when you really start to sit down and really think about it and that's really what I mean by sometimes you just got to glance in the rear view mirror to see how far you've come in order to kind of catapult you forward to where you want to go especially if you're in a place where you feel like you're in a setback or a drawback or you feel like you've taken 10 steps back after you took 20 steps forward. I think it's really important to get in that energy because sometimes it's just enough to propel you over whatever hump that you seem that you seemingly seem to be kind of like slumped over on and you're like I can't get up the hill. And all of a sudden you shake up whatever energy you are feeling that the the gunk or the woe is me bullshit and you find a way to kind of like snap yourself out of it. I know that sounds really silly in theory, but I challenge you to put it to practice. I think that we tend to forget all that we are 
like I said, our our inner critic will really be the most evil and spew the most nasty things about ourselves than anybody else around. So it's up to us to kind of rewrite that narrative in those moments of lowness. And if it starts with meditating on a past event that made you feel like a freaking badass so you can shake the energy and break the cycle, then by gosh, let's do it. And I challenge you even further to start journaling about those moments of massive achievement. If journaling in the moments of massive grief or failure or strife or loss doesn't resonate with you, start with journaling about the high notes and date it. Because once in a while, you might find yourself in a place where you need to pull from a past event in order to propel you towards the future and that next best version of you. That's the quickie today. That's the quickie today. It's short. It's sweet. It's very just to the point. I really truly hope this struck a chord in some of your hearts to shake up any stagnant, shitty energy you might be feeling in this moment to maybe draw upon a past event or go pull out an old journal or notebook and see how far you've come. Like I said, we can't live in the past, but sometimes glancing back gives us a little extra pep in our step so that we can go crush our future because we are reminded of all that we are and all that we're going to achieve. Until next time, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.